CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sunjog All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjog All. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. As always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTR Live, and look for this show as hashtag brand. Today's topic is how strong is your IT's brand? And our guests for today's show uh, are Ati Riazi, who's the Assistant Secretary General and Chief Information Technology Officer at the United Nations. Good morning, Ati. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Hey, good to have you. So uh, work and business and life, everything going good? Everything is great. Thank you. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, and we have Chandra Dhandapani, who is the Senior Vice President and Divisional CIO with Capital One Financial Services Division. Good morning, Chandra. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very good. Life has been very kind, and it is interesting as well. So uh, as we are always focused on this show, on the betterment of IT, on our sh- and, and that's where we say that IT can solve challenges and help create value for business and any users that it uh, serves. We might always want to see how it is being also perceived. So when it comes to a brand, any brand should be strong enough so that it attracts people and there is not a push effect. So, and we see that in some cases, IT as a brand is stronger than uh, others. So this is the topic which we wanted to explore to make sure that at the end of the day, whatever we do, we are perceived properly. With that said, first, Ati, the question for you is if you were to take a brand and any brand that you personally truly admire, what do you look for in that brand? That's a great question. So, um, you know, I, I look at having an emotional connection with the brand. I think that's important. It has to be authentic and it has to respond to me within my environment, not within the brand's environment or the company's environment. Um, you know, I, I look back as what was the best brand for me in my life, and it's not so much a great company, but it's a brand of individuals more than companies because we connect so much with individuals. So uh, to me, that's a good brand, and my, I, 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 I'm reminded of my grandfather walking down um, in in his business and and the reason that people did business with him because of was because of his brand because he was authentic he was real and he delivered on his promise so to me that is a sign of a strong brand so uh, Chandra, in your world, when you look at a brand, and uh, I like Ati's approach where she started that you build an emotional connection. Now, that's great when you are a consumer. Do you think realistically in a B2B world or within an organization, you can create an emotional brand that you really fell in love with IT? Is that realistic for somebody to imagine? I actually think IT can absolutely delight uh, our business partners internally. For me, a great brand it's a promise that's consistently well-kept. And, uh, for instance, a brand that's close to my heart is Capital One. Basically, we built a great recognizable brand from scratch in just about 15 years. And the reason we are a great brand is because our customers have chosen us for the products and the great customer service that we provide. 
And another brand I would I admire is, for instance, Nordstrom. They provide consistently high-quality products, great service, and the touch for me is it's often a one-stop shop from a convenience perspective, etc. But when they ring up your purchase, the salesperson walks outside their little station and hands over the bag to you. You are a real person, not just a next-in-line. So all those elements, along with what Addy described, I believe technology departments can provide and do provide to companies in the B2B scenario today. So, Ati, the way Chandra explained in her case what they did, so so the brand was seen as a good brand when it delivered something consistently and that to a, uh, it, it was a good experience. One is the value creation at the end of the day. Another is the journey or the experience that is offered as part of creating that value. Which one do you think is more important towards creating a stronger brand? You know, those are those are very linked, and it's such a um, such such a great example about the experience of it. Um, as as um, as Chandra was talking about the Nordstrom, I was thinking that the last few years I have not uh, I have only shopped online, so I I have not experienced uh, the, the 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 lady coming around uh, and giving me the bag. It's all, always arrived the next day. Uh, from Amazon, I think that they actually have the truck parked by my house the minute I press the button, the truck drives around and delivers it. And that is an example of a fantastic experience, a great experience, um, a great brand, and, and something that IT has enabled. So it's enabled it in, in within my convenience, within my environment. So um, so I think that being able to have that experience on every channel and consistently at every channel, not only at the channel where you're seeing the consumer in your in your store, but also on an online channel, um, in in a direct marketing channel, uh, at at the customer return channel. So I think that it is a holistic thinking to the brand. And when you look at IT shops and the way we're organized and how. How do we deal with that? Do we deal with our customers and clients when they knock on our door at our help desk first? And how do we respond to that? And do we respond consistently with positive experience when they ask us to to help them uh, redesign their business? Um, and and I so it's three hundred sixty degree approach to that customer service and to value and to experience, and it is on every channel and every point of contact. And at the end, you have value, and at the end, you have deliverables. Chandra, I've I've seen two types of uh, organizations or two types of mindsets in leadership in IT. Once uh, one set says, "Let us be the the behind the scenes people who will make everything have happen," and our best brand is when we are invisible, when we are not even thought of, because everything else is running so smoothly. Other people say that if we are going to remain, remain like unsung heroes then what we want to get done and what we want to make happen in an organization doesn't happen because we don't have a brand. In turn, we have don't have an influence on what we want to see happen. So in your view, which direction should IT take or which camp should IT be in in order for it to really consistently create value so that the brand is established? I would say in our industry, 
first of all, um, our industry is becoming increasingly virtual, and it is a digital industry. Therefore, technology needs to be so embedded in how we do business and how we think about new capabilities and what we bring to market that um, there is no way technology can just be behind the scenes, do something in the engine room and make sure nobody finds out about it. We just can't afford to do that. So for us, technology needs to be always on and having a strong technology brand requires consistently reliable capabilities, fantastic delivery, and uh, I would say really smart technical problem solving at the right leverage points in our businesses so that we can compete and win customers and beat our competition. So the expectations of technology in our world just continue to increase because there is so much reliance on software and technology systems to deliver the best possible experience and the you know, products that would otherwise not be possible for us. So um, as you probably know, um, technology at Capital One has always been the cornerstone of our success. It's part of our DNA. And uh, the technology team is a trusted partner to go to market with and deliver for our customers. So I'm of the belief, and uh, it is very much part of our company DNA, that technology is not just a back office, do your work quietly kind of operation. Now, interesting that uh, Chandra uh, mentioned about IT being the cornerstone and because of the very fact that it is so embedded in the DNA. Now, IT, in many industries, that may not be the case where you really are totally solely dependent on IT to make things happen or the innovation to happen. But that still requires IT to be respected and also establish a brand so that it can take those industries to the next level of evolution. So... So just because it's not in that industry should not be a handicap. Well, I, I think technology is is everywhere. I think there is no industry that could survive without technology. I I do think we keep ourselves, you mentioned corner stone. I think we keep ourselves in the corner instead of in the stone. We are we, we have changed the world. We have changed the society for good and bad. Because, as you know, I've talked about this, there's a huge impact to innovation and technology that we are not really mindful of, which comes to bite us. But um, technology, innovation, IT has transformed the world, the economy, the politics, uh, our culture, um, the way we communicate, our industry, and, um, and it has become mainstream. Um, the um, and and yes, some of it it should be completely hidden. I mean, I don't I don't want to think about the 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 water system or the lighting system or the city infrastructure system. I think that should be hidden and it needs to work. Um, where we need to exist is where the value comes and where the business needs the value. And the discussion and the conversation we need to have is, how do I help my business grow? How do I improve margin? How do I improve the consumer experience? How do I improve customer? That's the conversation we need to have. And that's where our brand needs to exist. And, um, you know, there, there, are, there are sneakers. There's a lot of sneakers that are much better than Nike. But why do people buy Nike? What is the difference between a Nike sneaker and other sneakers? It is the brand because there could be another sneaker, a brand that is completely unknown, but you do not have a connection with it. When you get into the sneaker, you don't feel like you're going to be the best runner. 
And how does the CIO, how does the head of IT, how do the IT people make the organization and the partners feel that it is because of them and what they deliver that differentiates the value? Because if we don't have a strong brand as CIOs, we cannot get buy-in, business buy-in from the organization to transform it because most of the transformation is done through technology, and that's something that we need to improve a lot. But first of all, we need to build a brand and build the confidence. They come to us, and they trust us that we can deliver. So that's the nut we need to crack and figure out how we're going to build our, our brand um, to be a much stronger partner. So, Chandra, the, uh, the nut that... That Atty mentioned that we need to crack is kind of tough, not for many. Like you are in a very fortunate position that IT has established the brand, and I'm sure you've definitely contributed towards it. But in many companies, that brand is in, in a mediocre state of existence, or maybe it is non-existence, or, or IT is not being looked at at all as a partner. So if you were to think about what they will have to do within IT, to start reviving and start building that confidence, where would someone start? I would say even in organizations where technology is such a key component of everything we do, the IT brand, just like any other consumer brand, you have to work at maintaining your brand and who, what you stand for every day. So for organizations, for any organization, whether they are already in the position where technology is seen as a key part of who they are and what they do, increasingly our consumers are becoming much more technology savvy and our business partners are becoming much more technology savvy as well. So my belief is any technology team, if the, even if they're starting today, they can establish a great brand by focusing on the basics. First, start with undeniably great delivery. So understand what the business needs, understand the business domain incredibly well, and focus on how do you apply technology. And it starts for me with having great technology talent who really know their technology domains and are right there with the key business partners walking a mile in their shoes, understanding what problems they're trying to solve, what opportunities they have. In my experience, having been doing this for about 15 years, I have never seen a scenario where if there is a great technology person who really wants to understand what problems a business partner has and work with them to create something valuable, it's never turned down. In fact, people look for it. They absolutely want that partnership from their technology organization. And I can say that because I've spent time in Capital One leading marketing and analysis teams. I've led operations teams, and I've led technology teams. So when I was in marketing, I always looked for, it doesn't matter what levels people are at, what who are the smart people in the technology team that really understand what I'm looking to accomplish and how do they help me with that? So I believe every technology organization has the opportunity to make a difference and really help their businesses solve problems that they can solve using technology. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And, Ati, when we come back, this is one thing which I know uh, there was a book written by a good friend of mine, Susan Cram, who's also been on our show, that eight things business. 
business hate about IT. So now uh, that's the perception where we are doing whatever we are doing and we try the best we do, well, what we can, but from the business side, perhaps the perception is not changing or it is changing at such a slow pace that the brand is not getting established. So what are some of the things that people may be making uh, as a mistake or not allowing everybody else to come on the same page so that they are not making such a mistake from within IT department so that business starts looking at us a little differently first and then start liking us. What would be that roadmap, if you will? Let's explore it when we come back. Please stay tuned. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Ati, while we may be doing the best we can or what we think is the best we can do as IT, but people from the business side or that camp might not see it the same way. So if you had to stand outside of your camp and maybe you would have received feedback from business community, what are some of the things which grossly undermine our other efforts in terms of building a good sustainable brand and what things really act as a catalyst? Um, well, you know, I think on some level our brand is getting in the way of who we are. If if you look at the industry, there is this, this there's two things that reinforce this brand of IT on people every day. One is the geek mythology, and there is this perception that, that all IT people are geeks, and uh, although there are geeks in every sector, um, and, and, uh, and, and this, this is something we, we have to overcome. And if you look at media, the way they portray IT folks, we are always portrayed as people who are, uh, don't have an understanding of business and business issues. So, the brand that has been created for us uh, by people outside our sector is a brand that we have to overcome. And we need to be conscious of what that brand is. Um, I also think we need to understand what strengths and the weaknesses of our brand internally to the organization and how do we overcome it. There's a part of... Um, part of our operation, which is pretty painful into the organization. We are the ones who bring in ERPs, ERPs that are very disruptive to organization, um, automate people's jobs, 
um, automate functions, automate processes, people who know how to do their jobs after an ERP are clueless of how to do their jobs in the new system. And it is that disruption that also is part of our beings. Technology innovation is, is disruptive, and but without it, we are, we are all doomed. So the, we are in the business of disruption. We are in the business of making old ways of work, and we are in the business of creating new ways of work, and that is a painful process. And with that comes a particular brand that we need to embrace on some level and understand that there is no way of getting out of it. Um, if we are getting out of it, that means we are not doing our job. So I think that's part of accepting that that is the brand we have and how do we make it more, um, how do we connect that brand more to the business and make sure that, that we deliver and we are consistent and we are relevant and and we also become as a sector, as, as IT folks, more understanding of that business transformation and business disruption and how do we bring the environment with us. So um, I, I think somehow we are linked with that disruption into the business. And delinking it is impossible, but understanding the linkage, and I think there's a point raised earlier by Chandra, is, is to, uh, to begin to have the conversation on the transformation on how we can um, help the business transform and begin to, to improve the brand. But it's, based, it's, it's completely dependent on individuals. It's not only the job of the organization department, the individuals that we hire, the individuals that we promote, the individuals that we put in to partner with the business to learn and understand and live it. Very interesting uh, response, Ati, and, and that's where the what part is important for us to understand that these are the things we have to do. Now, uh, Chandra, in your world, since you already are wearing the feathers on your cap that you have built a good brand, that means you were able to do something so that you could do that unbranding of having IT being nothing else but a bunch of geeks who are just talking technical jargon and not understanding business. So on the ground floor, on the floor where all IT is happening at all different levels, what did you do or what did Capital One do in its different departments which cumulatively gave the effect of unbranding the old geeky IT brand and make it more of a business partner brand? There are three things I would say uh, we've done over the years, and our most recent—I'll start with our most recent one, where about 18 months ago we made a conscious decision to transform to agile software delivery methodology. And we've been told by some of our consulting partners that we have done the fastest and most effective transition to agile among large companies. So by doing so, what we've done is two things. One, we have dedicated agile teams for each business domain, and they are co-located with our business partners. So, for instance, our marketing accountable executives in marketing, they have one or more teams, technology teams, that are embedded on their floors who work with them and allow them to develop and deploy capabilities. In a scenario like that, as you can imagine, Technology is such an integral part of what we do in marketing or what we do in operations. The second thing is a lot of large companies have historically 
heavily outsourced their technology talent. We believe there is a place for outsourcing, and it certainly provides us additional flexibility. But we've been on a mission to really build great software engineering talent inside the company. And our belief is a great software engineer creates massively more value than an average or below average software engineer. So by doing that, and I would say that journey for us is very much still underway because we are always scouting for great talent and we will continue to do that. The third thing is, I mentioned my background in terms of how I've spent time outside technology in marketing and operations. The CIO of Capital One, he came from a marketing and analysis background as well. And so we as a company have also consciously focused on how do we embed both um, people who grew up within the technology organization as well as people who grew up in marketing or operations or other parts of the company into technology so that it is not seen as an isolated um, organization within the company. And in fact, one of the things that we talk about is we try very hard not to use the word business and IT because for us, technology is just a part of the business. And um, I, I would say definitely those three things. And at the end of the day, the thought leadership that individuals in technology bring to the table, providing really well-managed systems, and being a trusted advisor for business partners at different levels, I think all come together to make a difference. So very, very good thought, well thought out strategy, Chandra. Now, Ati, like one of the specific things which Chandra mentioned was to do agile, which would bring the business and technology folks together. But does that create even more risk where a person who is primarily coming from technology background and thus be uh, you know, uh, labeled as a geek is put next to a business person, has the potential to even cause more damage or they have to be prepped or primed or trained before they get, go into that environment? Or they, this has uh, to yeah, be an on-the-job I, training? Well, I think this is both ways. The business needs to be understanding that the technology is transforming the way they work, and they have to hang out a little bit more with the geeks to understand the capitalist that's transforming their business. So <clears throat> I um, I don't know whether I can separate the, the two anymore. I mean, if you look at technology, we are buying applications um, we are buying packages, we are getting infrastructure as a service. The technology people are business people. They do understand technology. They're more left-brain folks. They understand process. Um, and I've met lots of fabulous IT people that know the business better than the business owners. I think that we keep pigeonholing ourselves in, and, and we keep digging ourselves deeper into this kind of geek brand instead of getting ourselves out and say we are business owners, we are transforming business through the use of technology, and we are partners. I believe in two in a box, which means that any innovation, any transformation requires the business process owner and the technology person who understands the technology and can partner and transform the business. That's the approach that good projects that are successful take. Um, and um, we, um, we, we have to put ourselves in a position, but we don't. If every IT conference I go to, we sit around the room and we talk about cloud computing and storage and, and how we're going to consolidate our servers 
And unless we make the leap into realizing what we've become, we have become the business transformers, and we don't understand it. We don't understand that's what the business needs from us. The CFOs don't go into conferences and talk about the way the GL is set up. So we need to um, move ourselves from where we are uh, to the next phase of what the business requests from us, and I just don't see any other way. If you look at a power quadrant, you know, we are still playing in the quadrant of experts. But other business managers, other other directors, other C-level executives play all the quadrants of power, not only the expert power. The CFO is not only an expert on the finance system. He's an expert in the business. The head of HR is not only expert in how to hire a person. Um, but we have continued to remain as experts in expert field of IT. And we need to get into an expert field of innovation and uh, play all the power quadrants. So I think we, there's fundamental issues we need to take on um, uh, to, um, to help get into that partnership mode. Let's take a quick break, listeners. Uh, we'll be right back. And now, uh, Chandra, the question for you will be that while you mentioned that you've built a great brand, that means IT is being respected and uh, all people at different levels within IT is also, are also able to interact very well with the business users. But is it only when it is the time to get something done or do you see people from business and technology hanging out at the same water cooler and talking about things outside of work so that a true relationship is developed because besides just the fact that they can do a good job you we also spoke about emotional connection is the emotional connection getting built just because they are delivering well or people are also meeting other people and building relationship as individuals please stay tuned we'll be right back and explore HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Chandra, what kind of water cooler conversations that you would see happening among the business and IT people hanging out and talking about things beyond what's the next project they need to deliver? You know, what I find is, first of all, in our company, we hire a number of engineers across our business, and therefore, we have people who talk about all kind of whether it's new technology, new gadgets. In fact, I find that sometimes the technology team and marketing 
operations teams that work together, they know way more about each other than I would never, ever know about my own team or my business partners. Let me give another example. I mentioned that in Agile methodology, we co-locate our technology teams with our marketing and operations partners. In fact, they get to know each other and work so well together that if I have to make a change, for instance, if I have to pull one business systems analyst or a software engineer out of that team and move them to a different team, maybe it's just across the hallway, in our culture, we have to make sure that our marketing and operations partners are comfortable with that because they are so, not only do they enjoy working together, they have created something special in the way they work together. It's not just a water cooler conversations. You know, they um, go um, have lunches together. They know each other's families. In Agile methodology, when you work so closely together, it becomes such a close-knit team that, in fact, sometimes it's very difficult to break up that team and say, okay, now I have this priority. I want you to go work with somebody else. So I, I think it's human nature is that when you work closely with somebody, you just tend to get to know that person. You make an emotional connection. And um, all of that adds to our working together to create something powerful for our customers and for our businesses. So, Ati, as listeners might be uh, listening to what Chandra mentioned, where they hang out together and they talk about things and they naturally. So, they may be scratching their head that this doesn't happen in my organization. And why not? So do you think there is a uh, there is some insight that can be shared which says that this is, cannot be a deliberate attempt? You cannot just force two type two different uh, constituencies to come and hang out together. You have to be able to foster a culture. So it comes to that culture. What would that be, or what should that be in order for these people to be connecting outside of work or outside of work related discussions? Um, well, that is that is criti- uh, that is critical. We, you know, this is an example I use that we learn as left brain folks to play the monopoly on the board, where the right brain folks play the monopoly off the board. The board, the game is played off the board. The game is around negotiation, discussion, and it is about having the lunch. Versus, if you go to a meeting and you don't have everybody on board already, then you're, you're, you're making one of the biggest mistakes of your life. So that is essential, building relationships. We react well to relationships and to people. We, we think people make decisions based on reason and logic and our 30-page PowerPoint, but people actually make decisions based on their emotional-based memory. And it's very much connected to their past experience. So it is important to build those relationships. Um, but people are different in an organization. It's not only IT. IT folks are actually extremely interesting and unique in their perspectives and have very good knowledge of the business. But there are people in finance that are different. There are people in operations and logistics, people in business, sales. In design, everybody's different. They bring a unique perspective um, to the operation. And I, I just think that, uh, that building the relationship is critical. Understanding that organization is political, not rational, is important. Because the minute we think the organization is rational, we, we begin to make mistakes. Mistakes around how to sell, big investments, big transformation. Mistakes around how we develop and deliver on big transformation. 
um, and had to get stakeholders on board to support big transformation. So I think those are some of the areas where we absolutely have to work on. But at the same time, we need to have a voice. I think we need to have a voice on every aspect of the business. I've been in many meetings, and I rarely see an IT person raise his or her hand and say, I believe we need to change our sales channels, or I believe that we need to uh, have a different relationship with the consumer. It's completely out of the IT realm, but they have to have a voice. And it is when we speak up and we have a voice about the business, not about what server to use, is when we begin to change the brand. And we do have a voice, and we do have great insight into how the business is going to die if it does not transform itself, which means we cannot remain quiet and we cannot remain focused only on what and how. We need to focus on why. We need to move away from our tools, hardware, software conversations, and have conversations about the business. Now, there is there are terms used throughout this conversation. We spoke about trust, we spoke about credibility, and we spoke about relationship. So, Chandra, in your view, would you front-end with relationship building as individuals and then work towards building trust and credibility by delivering on the business request, or it should be the other way around? I actually don't believe you can do it sequentially. It cannot be relationship for the next little while and then you build the credibility. My belief is you have to be, first of all, as I mentioned before, you have to be able to walk in your business partner's shoes, understand what problems they have. You have to be really talented from a technology perspective to bring the right solutions to the table. And you have to be good to work with so that people want to work with you. So I think all those dimensions, um, one of the things, uh, building on what Addy said, we also think about there are different personalities, different types of people in an organization, and who works well with sales from a technology perspective is different from who works really well with a group of analysts versus who works really well with finance. So I think all that goes into planning how you structure the organization and how you work with your business partners. The other thing I want to mention is oftentimes technology is absolutely the glue that brings different parts of an organization together. For example, if our marketing team has a great idea, product idea, that they want to launch in the market, the moment it's launched in the market, somebody internally in operations has to work on fulfilling on that product promise. And the technology team works with marketing, we work with sales, we work with operations, and therefore it's natural for technology to be the glue that brings things together and so we can say, have you thought about this? You know, I see marketing is doing this. Operations, how are you thinking about this and how would you respond? So I just think technology is so well positioned to be that glue. And of course, for us in Capital One, we are, we are an entrepreneurial culture and we um, continue to, you know, and we have that camaraderie in the way we work, etc. But I don't believe it needs to be isolated to any one company because just of the ubiquitous nature of what technology is and has become, I believe any technology team can be that glue and um, be an integral part of business success. 
Interestingly, uh, Chandra mentioned about planning to make sure that you put the right people with the right mindset and attitude from IT to deal with sales and or marketing or, and or analysis team. So, Adi, do you think we have to, in order for us to build that brand, one of the things we will have to do is the careful reshuffling, if you will, of the touch points we create for IT, for it to really reach the level of relationships we want or the level of credibility IT as a brand develops, or we are going to focus on whatever we have and work on those individuals who may be in that existing position now and have the business knowledge, but don't have those people skills or, or personality skills. What, what approach would be realistic and what would be more effective? Um, that is an excellent question. The touch points are very critical. That's where, I mean, you look at our help desk is the number one touch point. Our client services people are the number two touch points that the, the business gets a glimpse of us. But the biggest touch point is the overall perception of the department, uh, the overall understanding. It's the relationship of uh, the IT directors and the CIO with the business partners where we can we can understand the issues and begin to work with them to um, deliver on their pain points. So, yeah, you have to look at you have to make we have to make fundamental changes in the way we deliver our services and what we focus on delivery. I mean, we still seventy eighty percent of us are focused on maintenance and lights on operation, um, and maybe twenty thirty percent on on the pain points of the business. I mean, we need to turn that on its head and begin to reduce our focus on keeping the lights on, the lights should stay on, and begin to uh, get into the eye, uh, the eye part of our business, which is information. Most of the business is, is kind of information, is like uh, um, old, um, um, inaccurate um, data that they get, they can't run their business. So I think we have to recenter ourselves as well. It has to be fundamental change in in our sector to deliver on the I part of the CIO or IT, which is information, and information that can um, fundamentally help uh, our business versus just hearsay or just data or things that you can't even connect the dots to. So the delivery has to change as well. It's not only the relationships. We just don't want to be nice guys. It's not about being a nice guy or being a cool guy. It's about a department that is delivering, and it's, of course, a department that understands and speaks simple language, a department that um, and a division unit that is very much uh, focused on uh, the bottom line and the customer and the uh, margin or the relationship or the delivery of service and quality. I think those are, those are the things that have to be our focus and that's the things we have to measure ourselves with. Well, let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Chandra, when we come back, we would definitely like to explore the different areas that Atty mentioned in terms of working on different departments and as individuals. And what is it that should be the type of training in terms of communication? How do you deal with business people is essential in your view, which will make people provide a consistent experience. And also that will directly contribute towards what brand IT establishes. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. So, Chandra, you did mention uh, that you'd like to have people from the appropriate background, etc., to work with appropriate uh, counterparts in business. Now, it may not always happen that you got those glove fit type of talent available. And in some cases, the people who are working in a given organization, in a given role, may have the business knowledge necessary, and there may be some speci- specific grooming required for them to deal better with the business. So in your view, what kind of training, mentoring, communication, uh, Etc. or other type of investments that we could do towards our people because they are the ones who are front-ending our brand. Sure. Um, I would start with what I look for from a core skill set perspective when we hire talent into the technology organization is not whether they know our credit card business or our auto finance business, etc., but are they really smart problem solvers? Do they have really good basics in technology? And If they are also great communicators, great. But my belief is they don't have to be awesome public speakers to be able to succeed in technology, but they should be, they can be trained. So what we work with our teams on is communicate all the time and communicate one-on-one, communicate via email or IM. And when you do that, bring up not just the Oftentimes, technology teams are put in a position to deliver bad news. How do you make sure you provide good news, you provide bad news, you give ideas? And you, if you do that constantly every day, let me give you an example. Recently, we had a major systems upgrade relating to our accounting software. And as you know, if something goes wrong with such an upgrade, it would not be good for our businesses. So the technology team did a great job of working on it. And in this particular case, they did the upgrade. It was successful. They worked closely with their operations partners, but they didn't really communicate to a broader audience that this is something that um, is going on and it would have happened. So for me, that is a coachable moment for my team that says when you do these upgrades, not only do you communicate with your stakeholders, just write a two-line message on our internal message board or in an email that, informs key stakeholders on this is the night we're making this upgrade. Stay tuned. We will inform you if there is anything that comes up. 
And that is not, a, you know, you don't need to send them to major communication training to do that. As we've all been trained as presenters, right, if you are authentic and you communicate often, you will be successful. You don't need to come with great a great voice or a great communication um, set of skills to be able to succeed. That's one part of it. The other thing I would say is, um, Ari mentioned how the help desk is the first point of contact often for technology organizations. One of the things we have done, for instance, in our division is establish this concept of eye concierge. Basically, we have one person decked against each business domain who becomes the focal point if there are issues that are not resolved in a quick manner so that our business partners know who they could contact such that they don't look at, okay, I called the help desk and nothing happened. We watch what happens in the help desk. We make sure that we communicate with our business partners how their problems are being solved and when they're getting solved. So, Ati, if you were to look from an immunity standpoint, so business definitely wants IT, but they also dread that they'll have to deal with a bunch of geeks or, or other interesting experiences that people are quoted for from IT. Do you think business is ready and more receptive to provide some immunity for these IT people to grow and interact even more with them so that they are able to get better? Otherwise, they will say, I want a perfect product. But a person cannot be created in, an, in a, uh, a manufacturing plant who's an ideal fit for that person to be able to deal with business. But is business providing I, the immunity? I, I just I, I don't I don't see it that way. First of all, I mentioned geek mythology. I didn't say it was a reality. So um, that is I I have a lot of respect for IT people. I think they know many of them know the business as good as our business owners, and they know how to solve problems. And they know this, the, the the industry has been beaten up a lot because there have been on promises we have. ROIs that we have either given or a business given that has not been met. We have had some high-profile mishaps. We've had the year 2K. We've had the CRM issues. A lot of the industry providers, big ones, are selling this rosy picture of what ERPs will do for these sectors, and we are the ones trying to deliver it without the business having the stomach to change its business. So I just I, I, I do not accept that the IT people uh, do not understand business. I don't accept that they cannot come in. I think we can improve a lot. Don't get me wrong on this one. But I do believe that this is a dance that it takes two. And it takes the business and it takes technology. And technology needs to get closer to the business the same way business cannot survive without technology. And we need that alignment together. And I, I uh, you know, there was a. I, I worked for for Ogilvy for for a couple of couple of years, and David Ogilvy always said the consumer is not a moron; is your wife. And I said the consumer is not a moron; it's actually your kids. And the kids are the ones who are using technology much better than us. And this new generation of both business and technology are going to know both. There is a convergence, and the new IT kids we hire. They fully understand technology, and the new business kids we hire fully understand technology, and they also are trying to and getting closer to understand business. So 
I do think we have to work there, but we do have fundamental issues in the sector. We have fundamental issues in our focus as a sector of IT professionals we need to look at. We have fundamental issues with the consultants in the sector and the, the providers of technology in the sector that need to be looked at. Um, there are lots of deep issues that that we need to consider uh, to be able to improve the IT brand. Um, and, and uh, of course, relationship communications, these are a part of it, but I don't think they are the critical part of it. So, uh, Chandra, you definitely have done a phenomenal job in your organization, and uh, you've tried to develop IT into a, a sector or a department which is very well liked, and that's why you built a strong brand. But there's always room for improvement. What are some of the areas in which you feel there is still some work to be done in order for IT to even become a stronger brand and what would be uh, correspondingly the message for the listeners who are working on their respective IT departments so that their brand reaches new heights? Sure, and I would say while we have a great technology team and we are an integral part of the business, we still dream on on what we could do and I think we have ways to go on a number of different things. So three things I would leave uh, with you is one, I would love for our technology organization to enable what I call transformational agility for our businesses so that they have a massive time to market advantage. And we want to be in a position where we can leverage technology at key strategic points where we can create a fantastic customer experience or a great product and beat the competition. So we continue to look for and search for what are those leverage points. The third is obsess about internal employee experience with our systems, whether it is our legacy ERP system or anything else. How do we make sure that our employees have a great experience with our technology systems? Because they, in a large part, help you build or break the brand of IT. And um, if we do that, and, you know, I believe our business partners engage closely with us and therefore are embedded in our, in our success and are happy with what we do, but we never stop dreaming of what's next. Thank you so much. And Ati, uh, last question for you, 30 seconds. If you had to leave, uh, uh, you know, basically some advice for the leaders, what would be the top three things that you would like the technology leaders of today to do new and different in order for them to strengthen the IT brand? Um, well, I think they should begin to ask the question why versus what and how, which is the space we live in. Why are we doing something versus what system am I going to put in to do it? Um, that will put us in a different space. I think they should think about um, uh, outside and then versus here and now. What am I doing here? What am I doing now? Which is more internal looking within business processes, making the, the, the enterprise system more efficient versus how do we respond to the future of our organization and the customers that we have, and what will technology do to us? Technology is changing every business every three years. It is the job of the CIO and the IT department to understand what that change is on, on the business, on the partners, on the consumer, um, on the product and be able to guide the organization to get there versus keep focusing on how do I become, how do I make the inventory or procurement or HR more efficient, which is more internal focus. doesn't mean we don't do that. It just means that we need to have a level approach to look at the future and look at 
connected today. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Ati and Chandra, for sharing your thoughts on how technology folks, along with business folks, work together to make sure IT becomes a strong foundation for innovation and also, at all times, strengthen the technology or IT brand within the organization. Thank you so much again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And listeners, hope you enjoyed, got something out of the conversation today. Uh, Please like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Please join Sun Joke All next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another hour of CIO Talk Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid.